Hello, and welcome to The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. My name is Patrick Arias, and it is my pleasure to be your tour guide as we break down and discuss this weekend's hot picks and bold predictions. We are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday, and this weekend is no different. Tonight, I am joined by my three co-hosts. We are, are all back. We're very excited to bring you a great episode number 154. Andres, the Cavalier King. Bryant, first prize, Flores. And none other than Louisville's finest, Mr. Champagne Chauncey. Welcome back, everybody. It's great to see everybody's face. And as always, we like to start off every show with a hero or a headline extremely close and extremely dear to our hearts. And it doesn't get any more close or dear to our hearts than MLB All-Star Weekend taking place right here in Los Angeles. So I wanted to create a question or a poll, if you will, regarding the All-Star break, regarding the All-Star game. And I was just taking a look at the rosters and um, my biggest shocker, and forgive me for not knowing off the top of my head right now how many home runs Jock Peterson has more than Juan Soto or vice versa. But my biggest surprise is that Jock Peterson is going to be a starter, former Los Angeles Dodger, former sweetheart of Los Angeles. It's not so much that he's shocking me that he's going to start Flores. And we'll start with you, Flores, because you're. Hell, you're just talking shit about the Giants. No. It's because he's starting over Juan Soto. That's what gets me. I, I would put Juan Soto ahead of Jock. I'm not saying that Jock doesn't deserve to be an all-star because he is having a great season and he's been very great and reliable kind of personality for your San Francisco Giants. I just think that Juan Soto should be the, you know, starting over him. And I wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about that? I mean, I know what you just said, Flores, about being a Giants fan. Do you have any further thoughts on what you what you thought when you saw those results? I just want people to understand just how great of a season Jock Peterson is having because a lot of you Dodger fans are going to see the name Jock Peterson and you think that's just a pinch hitter, a guy that comes off the bench to drop a bomb here and there. Like, no, this this is not one of those players. This guy has genuinely blossomed into a star specifically with San Francisco. That's why they paid him a bunch of money to go there. He's leading the team in, in home runs. I think he's tied in RBIs. He, you know, as far as all statistics go offensively, he's doing his thing. Granted, the Giants aren't where they were last year, but they're still in it. That's the only thing that matters, and he's carrying them offensively. So I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Jock Peterson, especially because this is also a little bit of a popularity contest. So it says something about Jock that he was able to pull that off. So shout out to him. Shout out to him and Rodon for uh, being selected from the Giants as a, a alternate today. So wrapping the, the Bay Area there, baby. <laughs> Chance, what is your biggest surprise from the All-Star game? You know what? It, it, I mean, up there with Jock, just be, or just because 
I thought that he was just a bench player, right? Like, like he's been with the Braves. Um, you know, I didn't think he was – like, I didn't even realize he was starting like that. So the fact that, you know – and he's had a good season. Looking at his stats, 17 home runs. Batting average is still kind of eh. But, um, you know, he, he's holding down for the, for the Giants. For me, it's just an all-star stat. It's not necessarily who didn't make it or who did make it. But for me – Clayton Kershaw, which I think some people are surprised that he made it because he, you know, he was shut down for a little bit. But I honestly, fellas, I thought that he had more than nine All Star appearances, and I know that's a lot. But when you look at somebody like Mookie Best, this is his sixth game, right? Like I thought for some reason because Kershaw has been a staple within the Dodger organization for so long that he had more. I thought he had maybe 11, 12 All Star bids, um, and I was kind of shocked that he hadn't broken that ten all-star game appearance mark so that's me patrick and, and fellas that is the biggest surprise that this is only shouldn't say only but for a legend like clayton kershaw this is his ninth all-star game which i thought it would have been maybe his 11th or 12th and well you gotta also keep in mind there was one year missing because the that's true. COVID. That's so, you know, maybe that's that true. once you hear double digits and you're like, all right, that makes a lot more that sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's still a lot. Dude. Anytime no, you hear double digits, all-star. It is. But he should definitely be at eight, not uh, nine. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last but not least, I'm looking at you, Cavalier King, for your biggest shock of the MLB all-star rosters. Gotta get rid of this fan, you know, voting thing. That's gotta change because there's no need for fucking players. Like the fans don't should be the one, you know, telling who should be starting and who should not be starting. There's a lot of snubs out there. We'll start off the first one. Freddie Freeman not getting a, uh, the All Star nod. Uh, he's hitting over 308. Uh, Austin Riley not getting the All Star nod either. He's hitting fucking lights out at third base for the Atlanta Braves. Um, <laughs> it's finally good to see that they, they replaced with Rodone and getting that that uh, fixing that snub. What about Ty France in the American League? These guys hitting 306 on base percentage is 840. He still didn't make it. This is what I'm talking about. This is the fans have no right or reason to fucking, you know, vote in. So it's you crazy to me. It, sh- it should be the it should be the players and those and the coaches and those within MLB to state or say, hey, you know what? This is my vote. This is who should be going in, not the fans itself. Because again, no, not to discredit fucking. Uh, uh, what's his name? The pearl pearl necklace boy from San Francisco. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Jack Peterson. But at the end of the day, they're probably doing it because yeah, it's the drama. Yeah, he's a former Dodger. Yeah, it's in LA. I think that's all all that th- there is. There's no reason why Juan Soto shouldn't be the starter out there in the outfield. I agree with you, Pat. So look, tell fucking pearl necklace to get the hell out of here, and I'm sure he'll be getting one once he's in LA. You know, on his knees. But at the end of the day, there's no reason for him to be starting. So that's all I got to say about it. That's where no, let me ask you this. Is he not even going to be on the team? Like, he's not going to be a reserve? Like, he wasn't going to pick for a reserve? Like, I can't imagine, like, someone who has those stats not even being a reserve. A starter, I understand if you're mad that he's not a starter. Like, he's not even on the team because they have reserves. Well, okay, why isn't Austin Riley not a reserve? The guy has more home runs than he does. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. No, and he's got a higher batting average. Yeah, so I, you're saying, like, these are players that are not even on the team as reserves. They didn't make it at all. Austin Riley's not on the team at all, not even as a reserve. The guy has 23 home runs, 56 RBIs, batting fucking 308 or whatever it is. Like, that's insane. He's carrying the Atlanta Braves. Who's, the Braves right now are having a phenomenal year in, in the East right now. And they're probably going to make the playoffs and probably win the East 
So it's just it's just crazy for me to see it. That's all. It's like, because, yeah, there's no reason like it should be there. So I don't know. It's because I mean you should be mad at the rule because they made a rule that everybody has to have at least one player. So they let CJ Crone be an all star and he took, you know, Freddie Freeman's spot or he took Austin Riley's spot. So it's you know, they're being inclusive of all teams. Uh, in terms of letting the fans vote, I mean But this particip- this participation trophy. Yeah, that's, that's what one, this Andres, that's what this player, is. So yeah, the, the actual though, professionals, the actual professionals, the players, the GMs, all that, the the writers, they vote at the end for the gold glove, for the silver slugger, for the MVP for that. It. That's not what the all-star game is. 1957, there were people complaining about Boston Red Sox fans stuffing the All-Star ballot. So you're saying something that goes back 80, 100 years, fan vote needs to be thrown out because Juan Soto isn't in over Jock Peterson? That's just the most asinine thing I've no, ever heard. No, but you also have the aspect, right? How does Fernando Tatis get it? No, not anymore. They stopped it. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Well. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pat. No, I was just gonna say the whole the whole Fernando Tatis thing. I mean, he he got voted in, but he didn't physically take a spot from somebody, though, right? They replaced him if he's hurt. It's just so he can know that his fans still love him. I guess. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, and it doesn't affect their salaries, right? Like, if you make All Star game, you're you're entitled to a pay bump the following year. Is that part of people's salaries or? Not really. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's, a, there's some incentive clause in there for yeah, certain sure players and stuff. Yeah. Like every other. I'm sure there is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, at the end of the season, we're gonna go. You can join in too if, if you would like, Chance. But Flores and Andres were arguing. So, at the end of the season, we're gonna get everybody's vote for Gold Glove, for Silver Slugger, all that stuff. We're gonna do official voting, and we'll see if Andres tries to to rig it or if he tries to stuff the ballots or whatever. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in the ballots, no problem. <laughs> okay, so that was my headline. And um, I guess we can keep it with baseball and head to Andres for your hero. I mean, this kid definitely deserves to be an all-star in the Major League Baseball, uh, not because of the disadvantage that he has, but because this guy's got absolute power. Uh, I'm referring his to a kid his name is tommy morrissey um there's an instagram video going around um clips of him on the internet he's 11 years old he has one arm he's got a full left arm but his right side is up to his uh elbow area and uh this guy this kid hits bombs chance i don't know if you've seen it i'll send you a clip but he's hitting bombs like nobody's business the fact that he's doing it with one arm and that strength and power says a lot. I mean, he reminds me of uh, of Abbott back in the day, the pitcher, except Abbott had like a full arm 
on both sides and just not a hand. So uh, he's just got a bigger disadvantage. And the fact that he's swinging a bat with one arm and the power that this kid has is unbelievable. Tommy Morrissey, man, good for you, brother. I hope you. I hope you do. I actually hope you get to see you playing in the major leagues. Get your cup of coffee. I'd love to see it. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, this kid's got phenomenal power behind it. Uh, I know Pat made the comment, though, that I sent the clip, and immediately his response was, someone's got to take the pitcher out because I don't know how he would be able to throw or give up a home run to a one-arm well, kid. So. The whole thing is like, okay, I mean, I, I, I would have to be there in person to see his bat, what is it called, his bat speed or his hands, his hand-eye coordination. But the one thing that I wanted to ask you was, is he old enough to compete is his team old enough to compete in the Little League World Series? Are they? I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's in a Little League All Star game or if it's travel ball. I don't know what what uh, form of competition that he's in. Um, I'm assuming if he's playing Little League that he would qualify for the Little League since they're playing in the summertime right now. But I mean, he's 11, so yeah, hopefully. But again, I don't know if he's playing like travel ball or or, or whatnot. Uh, Jimmy will have to get this and what uh, style of competition this kid's actually playing in right now. Alrighty, and his last name is Morrissey. Yep, like the artist. There it is. Um, yeah, Chance, if you haven't seen it, take a look at the video. This kid's hitting shots one-armed off of um, opposing pitchers. Just makes me wonder how fast those pitchers are throwing. So um, last baseball hero or headline, and it's going to be from Flores. Yeah, but can that guy, that little kid hit the curve? That's what matters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To hit that it's easy to hit that fastball, but that curveball. <laughs> uh, you know who can hit a motherfucking curveball and throw a motherfucking curveball? Mm. Shohei Otani. I'm just gonna keep banging this drum. That is my my headline, my hero, Shohei Otani. And the Angels, you know, like a, like a rock band pulling up to the, the nearest city. They pulled up to, and as you guys can see on my hat, the Florida Marlins, a.k.a. Miami Marlins Stadium, where the average attendance for Wednesday games, and this was last week, is 7,950 people, not even 8,000 people. Their average home attendance in general is about 11,500 people. When Otani was pitching... They had almost 19,000 people. The stadium was rocking. It was packed. Everybody in Miami, and everybody clowns Miami for not having fans, they came out to see Shohei Otani, and man, did he not disappoint. He went ahead and won the game, which a lot of people are clowning the Angels because, hey, Otani hits a home run, Trout hits a home run, but the Angels lose to Baltimore. And the Angels... Since they were like doing good, have the worst record in the major leagues over like the last month or two. So there's not a lot to talk about there, but there is though because of Shohei Otani. He is the starting pitcher for the All Star game, according to Andres. I guarantee you, he's going to say that Alvarez should have had the designated hitter spot over Shohei Otani, but. Nonetheless, Shohei Otani is also starting as the designated hitter. So I just wanted to keep highlighting just how great this is that for back-to-back years, Shohei is starting the MLB All-Star Game. He's just having a terrific season just like he was last year. And I'm just excited to see where he goes next year because I really, really doubt he's coming back to the Angels. 
Can you guys imagine that guy batting after Jock Peterson on the Giants lineup? Holy shit, I can't even think. Holy shit. I, by the way, I agree that Otani should be the DH as far as just FYI. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... By the way, Jimmy, Jimmy just came at me. He said that Tommy Morrissey right now is currently playing in the All-Star game in Cooperstown, uh, but it's he's not sure if his team is qualified for the Little League World Series. And in fact, Chance, you're going to love this. Tommy Morrissey is also, his Instagram is known as like the one-armed golfer. So this kid is also featured as a golfer who's hitting bombs. Who's been featured on HBO and Tiger Woods, uh, like and the Allen Show. Anyway, this kid's hitting bombs both off the field in golf and on the field in the baseball diamond. So take a look at him when you can. If he's if he's a good golfer, he probably could hit that curveball, Flores. He could probably go down and get it. Um, I wanted to ask you though: Do you really think that Shohei Otani is leaving the Angels? Yeah, man. I just, I just, Trout, no. Trout is there to stay. I think he laid his bed and he's going to sleep in it. Uh, or he made his bed, he's going to sleep in it, whatever the saying is. But Otani, he doesn't have that allegiance. He's just a hired contract killer coming from overseas. And I just, I don't know. What reason does he have to stay with the Angels when nothing else is going good there? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. All the talk is about him leaving, and I just fully have bought into that. Okay. All right. Well, we're, we are on the subject of switching teams and leaving teams. Chance's headline was related to more NBA activity. A little follow-up. Take us through it, Chance, what you're thinking about the NBA today. Absolutely. Got a little NBA bullet for you. And, you know, going back to Flores' earlier point about guys making their bed and staying in it, that is none other than Damian Lillard, who refuses to leave Portland. It's, it's said that he feels like if he were to go somewhere else and win a championship, it wouldn't be as valuable. It wouldn't mean as much. So, therefore, he had an extension. He signed an extension on July 8th for two years, $122 million to stay with the Portland Trailblazers. Crazy money flying around in the NBA. Uh, we were talking about it off-air, fellas. The Joker, Nikola Jokovic, signed the richest contract in NBA history, a five-year, $264 million Supermax extension that's going to keep him in Denver, which averages out to $53 million per year, fellas. I mean, that's, I mean look, everyone talks about baseball money. Baseball money is crazy because you get that, you know, $360 million over 12 years. But this NBA contract money – you're definitely getting a higher value per year, at least with this money up front. $53 million, man. I don't know if the Joker's worth that. I understand why he had to sign it. Two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP. I understand why the Nuggets had to offer it. But, man, that's a lot of money for that guy. Devin Booker also agreed on a four-year, $224 million Supermax <laughs> extension. John Morant signed his designated four-year rookie extension, which is going to make him $226 million. I mean, they're just throwing money in the wind. Soft-ass, pussy-ass Carl Anthony Towns, cat, signed a four-year, $224 million Supermax extension. I just, I mean, I, like like Shaq and Charles Barkley and all these all-heads say, man, like if, if they played in the NBA right now, they'd be arriving into the game in a spaceship, bro, because they're just throwing money around like it's nothing. And then last but not least, got to give updates on Kyrie and KD. Right now, fellas, it still looks like Kyrie is going to come to the Lakers. Uh, they offer the best package. 
But I think the only thing that's holding it up right now from the Lakers end is they refuse to give a first-round draft pick in 2027. Why, I don't know. The Lakers haven't drafted well at all. If you ask me, they traded away Lonzo. They traded away Kuzma. So their recent draft picks haven't you know, really amounted to much. So they should just give away that pick to try to get Kyrie, reunite him back with LeBron. And KD, as it stands right now, he still wants to go to Phoenix, and he still wants to go to Miami. Those are his top two destinations. But the thing about it is, sorry, you know, I had, had uh, Wendy texting me right now. That was my little chime for Brian Windhorse. But the thing about it right now <laughs> is the fact that Toronto still offers KD, or excuse me, still offers the Nets the best package as far as what they can get back. Probably a combination of Siakam, Scotty Barnes, who won Rookie of the Year this past year, and a bunch of draft picks. But who knows? KD still might go back to Brooklyn. He did say that he wants to play with Kyrie still, but just not in Brooklyn. But you never know. Brooklyn could just wait this out. Hopefully that you know, hope that KD changes his mind because he is a very emotional dude. He's a dude who kind of moves off emotion um, and, and comes back. But I don't know, fellas. Flores, you know, he had us in the he had us going crazy in the DM saying that. You know, that, that Golden State should give up Kaminga, Wiseman, Jordan Poole, and who was the other guy for Flores? Wiggins. Wiggins and Wiggins for KD. But as I as I came back with, man, I don't know if that's enough. I love KD. The KD's 34. He's injured. He's never really done anything on his own. I don't really know if, if, if I want that. I don't know if that's enough if I'm, if I'm the next. You know what I'm saying? And for KD, going back to, to Golden State, like I said, I swear on my life, fellas, if that happens, I will not watch the NBA next year. <laughs> oh, just next year. Just, oh, next, just year. next year. Um, <laughs> just next year. Just next year. A little caveat. Can you, can you at least do it for the, the duration of his time for whatever that contract is in Golden State? Or are you, you specifically only for one-year ban? Only for one-year ban and only, uh, only regular season. That's probably how long it is. I don't watch the play. Though. <laughs> that uh, uh, today or the players that we listed just today like the one thing that kept flying through my mind and i'm sure andres can relate is like you were naming people like jokovic flores coming in with levine um not jokovic is it jokic jokic okay yeah the joker flores talking about levine um and then you know carl anthony towns devin booker 
all these players, I'm thinking like like Andres, these are the players that people like to bet on in these individual props now. Like I'm gonna put twenty dollars on on Joker to get ten assists tonight, and then you win like another ten or fifteen dollars off of that bet. So like I feel like too, these players are like, dude, I don't even care where I'm playing anymore. Like people know me. Hopefully I win one, but I want to get paid. Like, I know that the fans out there love me. Like, I know that people love what, like John Morant knows that everybody loves watching him play every night, whether he's in Houston, whether he's where he's at now, Memphis, LA, you know, so I feel like they're just, they're, they're not even guaranteed to win a championship, you know, so why not get, get your money, you know? So that's, I feel like that's where they're coming from. 100 percent and guys like Ja, like Ja wants to stay in Memphis. He's a small time, small town guy. He's from Sumter, South Carolina, a little small town in South Carolina. He went to Murray State. And even when Ja exploded on the scene after his like, you know, after his junior year in high school and into his senior year, when other big programs started recruiting recruiting him, he stayed he stayed honest. He he stayed, he kept his word with Murray State, went there, you know, fulfilled his, you know, his, his scholarship there. So like I think it's great for the NBA, not only that they were able to keep guys and with teams who they, you know, they stayed with and played with, but, you know, that they can have these smaller markets have marquee players. Like, mm-hmm. it's good for the league. Like, the Lakers are always going to thrive, right? But the Celtics are always going to thrive. Like, those marquee franchises, the Knicks suck, but they're still the most valuable team in the NBA because they're based out of New York. But it's really, the league thrives when those small market teams like your Memphis Grizzlies, like your Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, even like your Phoenix Suns, which is, you know, not a big market, even though they have big marquee players. You know, the NBA is better when those teams are thriving. Yeah, so um, the heroes and headlines for this week are the NBA trades, the signings, all the updates, our shocking results about the MLB All-Star Weekend. Shohei Otani does his best to sell out Miami, but heavily increases the attendance while pitching there. And the one-armed kid, Morrissey, Andres' hero, hitting bombs in Little League. Those are, again, this week's Heroes and Headlines. If you enjoy listening to the show, please subscribe to us on Instagram and Facebook. Just search Weekend Starts on Wednesday. You can keep up with all of our stories, all of our posts, and all of our predictions. Again, to keep up with all of our action and entertainment, Weekend starts on Wednesday. The weekend starts on Wednesday, and as promised, we are dedicated to covering all the best sporting events taking place from Wednesday to Sunday. So tonight, we wanted to introduce Wednesday's games. This is our Wednesday entertainment, and we will be voting them off one by one until we get the top two picks of the day. So... Let's start with you, Chance. What would be your must-see TV for Wednesday night? Well, for me, just because there's not a lot that you must see on TV because it's the summertime, I would have to go with my Dodgers visiting the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Yeah, it's going to be 4.45 p.m., Tony Gosselin versus Adam Wainwright. I can't believe that dude is still pitching, man. It feels like he's been around forever. But, yeah, that would be my – game and tickets as low fellas tickets as low as two dollars <laughs> huh? what, what time is the game at 11 a.m or something people gotta work or what? bro oh well, well it, might be, it 
might fly to St. Louis. No, not really. <laughs> That's hey, a... you want to visit the Enterprise headquarters or what? <laughs> exactly. Go see, go see Andy Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that's my vote as well the dodgers um cardinals game that would be my vote what about you andres oh what, what's my vote or what's what, what i have on what are you watching for tomorrow i'm watching the women's european soccer championship game as far as we're staying <laughs> I told earlier you guys, told you guys just for all the fans just so the fans know, right now that we were off air, Andres kept making fun of us that there's a lot of sports out there to watch. And we were like, watch it. I guarantee you he's going to talk about these women's soccer tournaments. Sure enough. No, but great job highlighting it. Great job. Yeah, yeah, look, it's better than WNBA, I'll tell you that much. At least at least women's soccer is a little bit more competitive and they you know like to go at each other's throats. So maybe, maybe they're uh, Maybe their maybe trophies are a little better than the WNBA. That's too. probably true, too. But it's the Netherlands versus Portugal. Okay. Um, I saw the ass kicking that the U, the that the England team gave the other day, like eight nothing or something like that. It was just goals galore. It was a hat trick. What more do you want? I love seeing a lot of goals scored. So I'm taking the Netherlands. Uh, Flores, if you want to make twelve dollars a hundred dollar bet, take the Netherlands against Portugal. They're going to smash it up. So just telling you, uh, look, it's the summertime. Let me see some beautiful women out on the pitch, see what they do. <laughs> Maybe some yellow cards or some red cards, all right? That's all I got to say. What is your game? Of- my game? Yeah. my game is Oklahoma City Thunder in the Summer League against the Sacramento Kings to see Chet Holmgren, the talk of the NBA, aside from KD right now. I'm flipping channels. My vote, my, my top two vote that I'm flipping channels, Flores, Chet Holmgren game, and the vote, for the Dodgers. Um, those are my top two channel flippers. Um, what are your top two channel flippers for tomorrow, Chance? It's got to be those two, man. It's got to be those two. Yeah, same here, too. So I think we just outvoted on dress so we can start talking about these games. So let me just dive in real quick. So I was just in Vegas and I missed Summer League by a day because now they have like Summer League in like Utah and somewhere else and Vegas, three different cities. But Ever since Chet Holmgren started off, I think he started playing in Utah and ended right here in Vegas for the last couple games. He's just been super star-studded. All of the rookies, Paolo Balanchero got sat just because of how good he was doing in the summer league. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. was putting up numbers against Chet Holmgren, too. Kenny Lofton, I think is what his name is, Kenny Lofton Jr., the, the big dude, was putting up numbers against Chet Holmgren. That's my boy, dude. Yeah, looking That's like a like Barkley and shit. So the summer league is just fun. It ain't the NBA. It's not anything official, but it's just fun. And if you get the chance to go out to Vegas, it's it's just a lot of fun just fucking around. Everybody's fucking around. Everybody's walking around. There's you know, they're not as strict with the seating. When you're sitting down, you can just walk around as opposed to a Laker game. All of the ushers are like, sit your ass down until the ball stops playing or something like that. So <laughs> summer league is just fun. I'm sure it's the same as going to the Camelback Ranch to watch the Dodgers in spring training. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's something similar to that. So it's fun to watch more so in person, but you might as well just catch the games because ESPN is airing them nonstop. And for all the betters out there, it is great to do the live betting on these basketball games. Just take the over, take the under. You'll be able to figure it out the, the, within two minutes of seeing them how bad they're shooting or mm-hmm. how great they're shooting. So I, I've been taking the overs and the unders this week, Pat. I've been making a killing on it. I love it. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies today put up – they tied for the most points ever 
in a summer league game with 122. So I took the over on that bad boy. Thank you. And Kenny Lofton Jr. is my boy. I, I love that kid. I think he's, <laughs> he's got he's got that chip on his shoulder. He, he wasn't even supposed to be in the summer league, let alone in the draft or the, the rookie tryouts. So to me, I, I like him a lot, his balling. So it's good. I'm, I'm glad to see the games. I want to see if maybe OKC can – can they win the, the Summer League tr- championship or game playoffs? I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking them or Memphis are my top two picks uh, in the Summer League. Not that it matters. And it's crazy to think that they're giving out rings, Chance, if you win the fucking Summer League championship. <laughs> hey, every, everybody's talking Stupid. about Chris, Chris Paul is going to join the Summer League. Yes, I saw yeah, that. I, I saw that. Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, just stay tuned for a little scumbag. Uh, but yeah, man, I, you know, it's you know, Chet. He's had some 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 hit or miss games. His first game, he was good. His second game, as as Flores and yourself, Andres alluded to, Kenny Kenny Lofton Jr., who is not related to the two sport athlete Kenny Lofton, baseball player uh, from Louisiana Tech, ate him up. Um, so you know, he's had some up and downs. But you know, as someone said in the NBA. You know, if someone has a bad summer league game, you should be worried. If they have a good summer league game, you should just kind of shrug because it's the fucking summer league. So, like, it's not like they're playing against even bench players in the NBA. Half these dudes, more than half these dudes on these rosters, will not be playing in the NBA next year. So, very interested to see how Chet responds. Um, I don't know, man. People are saying he's the next KD. I feel like he might be the next, like, Sean Bradley. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> the next uh, Keith Van Horn. Yeah. Hey, real, real quick on the on the second game though, the Dodgers uh, Cardinals game. I don't know if people realize, but you stated earlier, or you alluded to it earlier, Chance, that Adam Rainwright's still a part of the organization. Him and Yanni Molina have the most wins combined for a pitcher catcher combo in the history of the game, which is really cool to see. Adam Wright, Wainwright is still a stud in my eyes. He's, I think he's a future Hall of Famer, but that we'll talk about that later down the line once his nomination comes up. Of course. Um, hopefully, Gonsolin can get the job done with the stellar year that he's doing this year. The Dodgers are down right, down one right now currently after Freddie Freeman just hit a solo shot. So hopefully they can come back and win and still game one in St. Louis. Uh, Charles, I wish you were living in St. Louis, man. We'll be getting that $2 ticket, so... Just disappointed we live in LA or the, the nosebleeds cost 60 bucks. So, yeah. Also doing business. But yeah, Adam Rainwright, bro, he's been around forever. Like, for fucking <laughs> ever. That dude is my age, bro. Like, seriously. Like, he was born in 1981. Like, that dude is like triple, triple OG. He's, he's been with him since 05. I think some of y'all were still in high school when he started when he started playing for the. For the That's the year I graduated. So you yeah, both man, so. we're, the, we're the youngsters in the group, and that's when we graduated from high school. So. Just bumping, yeah, bumping Nellyville out there in 2005, bro, for my pimp juice. That's what I was listening to in 2005. Um, so that is Wednesday's entertainment. We voted on Dodgers, Braves, and OKC Summer League. Sorry, Andres, your game got kicked out. Get it? Um, all right, so Thursday. Thursday's entertainment. My must-see TV. I don't want to say yet because Flores is going to make fun of me. Um, but I actually did select um, the USA women's soccer team facing Costa Rica in the semifinals of CONCACAF um, competition just because it's the U.S. women's soccer team and they always win. What about you, Andres? What is your game for Thursday? 
Well, I'm not going with the U.S. women's because I think that tournament is useless and pointless. Uh, but I am going with women's sport, though. I'm going with France versus Belgium and the European champion or European Cup uh, League only because the French, uh, a lot of the women play in the top-tier leagues uh, in, the Fr- in the French League as well as in the uh, English Premier League for the women's side. Not that it matters, so it's just something to throw out there. I'll be watching it because the game's at 12 o'clock. Uh, just background noise on my lunch break. So hopefully it'll be a good game to see the, the Belgium. They'll be making chocolates on the side. The French will be drinking <laughs> the wine. So it'll just be fun to watch and see what happens. What about you, Flores? What's your Thursday entertainment? Uh, first off, I just want to say that uh, unlike Andres, I love my culture and my heritage, and I don't wish that I was European like he does because there's also the South American tournament going on right now, and like you just said, Pat, the North American tournament going on, and this dude's just talking about Europe nonstop. Anyway, my game, <laughs> Milwaukee Brewers versus San Francisco Giants, Rodon versus uh, uh, Corbin Burns for the, for the Brewers, solid-ass game. Can't, can't ask for more. Chance, what is your game for Thursday? You're muted. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. I had some 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 illegal activity going on in the background. I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to bring it out. Um, no, but for me, um, it's got to be the Open Championship. You know, it's got to be the Open Championship. It's 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 back to where it all started in St. Andrews in Scotland. And uh, it's got to be who's going to win that, especially with all the controversy that's going on with the Live Tournament. The fact that Greg or Norman, who um, was one of the big choke, biggest choke artists in the PGA, won his two majors there, and he was not invited back because of the whole Live Tournament. And then Tiger today coming out and saying that he supports everything that they're doing um, because this is the oldest golf tournament in the world. So that, that would be my pick. Okay, so let's vote, Andres. You have to eliminate two games. Which ones are the two you're going to eliminate? Uh, the USA game for sure, because USA always wins, so it doesn't really matter. That seems like a pointless game. Uh, and I'm going to stick with my French, Belgium, and the and the Open. I'm going to stick with the Open. Okay, Flores. What Wait, are you-, nobody cares, you know why? Because the, nobody cares about the Giants. We're all Dodgers. No, well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kicking out the Open and kicking out the French because the Open – Sunday is what matters, not Thursday. So that's why I'm kicking off the Open right now. And I'm going with uh, Milwaukee versus San Francisco and USA Soccer. Pat, where do we stand? Okay. Well, Chance, what are your votes? I'm going with... I'm going with USA Soccer because the Giants are way, way behind the Dodgers in the standings and also the Open. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to end up going with USA Soccer. I'm going to stick with mine. And I'm actually going to go with Flores' game because I have Corbin Burns on my fantasy team. And you guys can talk to Andres. I need to win desperately. And I need Corbin Burns to get at least 30 points for me. So I'm going with USA. So where does that leave us? Where does that leave us as far as voting or should we just skip Thursday since we all just talked about the games pretty much yeah well yeah we're we're done with Thursday but let it be known that USA won and the open came in second tied with SF and Milwaukee so that is okay 
Uh, we got those two tied. And Friday's Entertainment, what is your game of choice, Andres? It's going to be the Dodgers versus the Angels in the freeway series at the good old Big A Stadium in Anaheim. Uh, Kershaw's on the mound. I mean, what else can I say? You want to see Otani. You want to see all the stars. Trout, Betts. It's L.A., baby. Unfortunately, it's on the Orange County side, but I'm watching the Dodgers. Kershaw on the mound. That's what I got. Flores, I know, will be rocking the Angels jersey and Otani in the background. So Remember what I told you. I hate the Angels more than I do the Dodgers. But <laughs> I also, I'm also riding with that game. I just I, I don't think there's anything else that matters that day. Champagne Chauncey. Yeah, there's no point in me having a vote. I think we all probably agree on that game. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I have written down too. Dodgers, Angels, Freeway Series. Who cares how bad the Angels are? They're going to want to beat the Dodgers desperately. But I have to ask you, Flores, I know you said you hate the Angels. Since Otani is an all-star, are you going to buy his jersey since it's like an all-star I mean, jersey? Look, you saw me rocking the LA Dodgers hat one time, Pat. I'll rock a Dodgers shit. I'll never in my life rock some Angels shit. I'll just, I'll leave it at that. It's just, when you beat my Giants in the World Series, mm-hmm. that means a lot more to me than the Dodgers doing what they do every year. So, yeah, fuck the You're Angels. Still better. You're still bitter about that shit? Yes, because I was a kid, and that shit broke my heart when it happened. <laughs> I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas then. A fucking rally monkey, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, um, that concludes Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, entertainment. We'll be back after this break for Saturday and Sunday. I love KD. He's one of my favorite players. I'm a big fan of his, but I've never seen a player move more off emotion than Kevin Durant, and I low-key kind of respect it. But Welcome back, and it would not be a Saturday in the middle of summertime without a great UFC fight night lined up. Let's not remember. Let's not forget, and re- always remember to pay homage to UFC when the pandemic hit. UFC delivered weekend after weekend of sports entertainment. So they're still around, and they're bigger and stronger than they were two years ago. So Flores brought up the fact that it's going to be a long day of a lot of Mexican fighters. Andres loves hearing that. So let's just hear a little bit more about what's going on in UFC Saturday, Flores. And it's a fight night, uh, so it's not a pay-per-view. Don't get me wrong. It's out in New York. Um, But here's the thing with this one, and I think this one actually starts early. Because it's on ABC, you might be seeing the main event at like 1 or 2 p.m. But who you're going to be seeing is Yair Rodriguez from Mexico, 14-3, and going up against Brian Ortega of Mexican background, Mexican descent, but American, who's 15-2. Both of these guys are solid as fuck. They've only lost to the top of the top. Essentially, whoever wins this is, is still staying in line for another chance at the champion at, at the belt because where it stands right now, who knows what's going to happen with the title holder, but these two guys are going for it. And you guys have seen all those Modelo commercials with Brian Ortega's long-haired UFC fighter, Yari Rodriguez. Go check out his, his highlights because he has one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen where he's just kind of turning to the side and he throws up an elbow just like if you would hit somebody behind you with your elbow, he does that and he completely knocks the guy out from behind with his elbow. One of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. Go check that out. But it's, it's a star-studded card as well. 
mainly because Misha Tate is on it, and she's a minus 220 favorite. But beyond that, Jing Leong is fighting the co-main Watterson versus Lemos. It's just going to be a fun little event to have in the afternoon. Andres, who are you taking, the Mexican or the Mexican-American? I'm going to go with the Mexican and not the American-Mexican. Why? Because the reach? Because he has the two-inch You already know it. You already know it. That's all the big difference in the world. He could probably scratch his head much faster than the other guy. That's why you got to do it, man. It's just easier, though. It's easier. So, um... What's the odds on that, by the way, Charles? I mean, uh, Flores, if, if the the one with the longer reach gets the uh, victory. He's plus, plus 145. Well, that's so, not best. He doesn't even fight. Yeah, yeah, you're still getting money, at least not uh, having to put it down, but... No, yeah, it's, it's definitely even fight, and that's what's good about the UFC. Is a lot of time you, you know, you get these solid matchups on these fight nights. On the pay per views, sometimes it may be a little lopsided. But on these fight nights, you're gonna get a show, essentially. You know what I mean? But the show of the night, though, is not the UFC. The show of the night, and I told these guys, I put a parlay in, and it's gonna be a parlay that's gonna run all the way through September. It has four boxing matches on it. The first one is this week, and it's Ryan Garcia <laughs> versus Javier Fortuna. They were supposed to fight a couple years ago, then Ryan Garcia had mental health problems. He wanted to take a break from boxing. Now he's back. Now he's you know, the third time around of him saying I'm back because he's done that a couple times before, but he's a minus 850 favorite against Fortuna. Ryan Garcia is a show whenever he fights. It's just fun to watch. Even if you don't know shit about boxing, you'll see the skill coming from Ryan Garcia, mainly just the speed. You know what I mean? That And that's something that you just don't see. And when you don't see it often, it's that much more amazing when you do see it because you see that hand speed, that Pacquiao hand speed. But Ryan Garcia also has just iron fists, in my opinion. He is solid as fuck. He's going to give Tank a run for his money. Tank Davis is going to give Amy a run for his money when they fight. I wouldn't favor him, but I would definitely bet on him in those fights. And in this one, for sure, like I said, this is the first of a four-fight parlay for me. The <laughs> other ones are Anthony Joshua to win a little later next month, Andy Ruiz to win next month, and then Canelo to win in September. So hopefully it starts off well with Ryan Garcia winning. Chance, do you give Javier Fortuna a chance at all in this? Have you seen any chinks in uh, Ryan Garcia's armor in any of the fights that you've seen of his? Not really. Um, I think that, I feel like somebody was trying to question his chin, but I don't like... I everybody, everybody, because he, 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 in his last fight where he finally beat a solid fighter, he actually got knocked down. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, he got he got caught, and not a, a lot of the star fighters right now. None of them have ever been knocked down. Tank Davis, right. Devin Haney, Corey Stevenson. So right, it right, says right, something right. when you've been knocked down. So yeah. Oh, I think like that's the one chance I might give this dude. But you said the odds makers got it nine to one, pretty much. Like Ryan Garcia's pretty much got this in the bag. But you never know. You never know if dude just catches him right time, right place, right round. His whole career could be over. The thing about uh, do, do I hear a bold prediction? Is that uh, what that was? <laughs> I am already riding high off of getting one by default with Nick Kyrgios making the semi. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right now. yeah, we'll ride that out. Um, Andres, do you have any bold predictions for this Ryan Garcia fight? No, I mean I'm hoping that he knocks him out for the odds, but 
looks like it's a for sure win. Not that anything's for sure, but minus, I mean, nine to one, minus 900. Fuck, it's just heavy odds. Well, does, does he knock him out, though, John? Does, before, does he knock him out, though? I guess. Yeah. Is the best, okay. bet, the, is the best bet the under on the, on the rounds and a knockout? Let's put it this way. My bold prediction, first round knockout by Ryan Garcia. Is that Woo! bold enough? Yes. First round? Yeah, that's, that's bold enough. Yeah. That's just, that's just super not, bold. But not, not a TKO. It's got to be a knockout. What the fuck do you think a TKO is? Yeah, yeah. Te- technicality, though. What if you got a cut or something? What if he gets get? What if he bumps head or something? And then they cut, they gotta stop the fight. How about he, how about no, just rang? No, if that if that happens, he it wins. Will just be a no contest at that point. Oh, is that what it, it would, would be? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because unless unless we get out of the first four rounds, it's oh, like I, actually going to the cards and all that shit. Yeah, I, gotcha. okay. I mean that that is bold. That is bold enough for me. Is it bold enough for you, Chance? Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, see. Well, and then. The other thing that I was going to mention was that the prediction is that Garcia is going to knock him out in the eighth round. That's what it says. It says prediction, Garcia, KO, the number eight. So Garcia's last fight, he went the distance with, uh, blanking on his name, Egbo or something like that, Uh, a kind of low-level, no-name fighter coming over from Africa. So, you know, Ryan Garcia just went 12 rounds with that guy. So a lot mm-hmm. of people are like, where the fuck was the power in that fight? Why did you go 12 rounds? But the guy was fighting to not get knocked out. I, I don't know if Fortuna is going to do that because Fortuna is a little higher level of a fighter. So that's why I see there being an opening for a knockout because the guy's not just going to be playing defense the whole time. So with the first mention of bold predictions, we have to update the audience about the scoreboard. So Chance just mentioned it, that he took Nick Kyrgios to make it to the finals as his bold prediction. Nadal was injured, so Kyrgios advanced, but we did not discuss the what-ifs or the particulars. We just said he's going to get there. So, Chance, congratulations. You got on the board seven points. Myself, my bold prediction was that the Cubs were going to get swept by the Dodgers. It was a bold enough prediction because the Dodgers are playing the Cubs for four games, so they had to win Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they did. So I'm on the board with seven points. Flores... And Andres are at zero. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you on the board? Because my bold prediction. Uh, the Cubs got swept. Yeah, the Cubs got swept. Okay. And, every, and, and everybody, everybody got free pizza at California Pizza Kitchen every one of the last like eight nights or some shit like that. I keep, I keep getting these emails every day. Free pizza at CPK because Dodgers win at home. When? My bad, my bad, my bad. No, because yeah, take time, it's okay. Because when it hits twenty-one, if you would have hit twenty-one first, then my shit wouldn't have counted. So that's where you probably got a little confused. But okay, Flores, I want to ask you. I signed up for the CPK deal. Do I have to use my coupon by a certain time, or when does it expire? The next day? Well, it's the next day. That's so, it. Yeah, you go. Yeah, dude, this is the secret. You go in. You know, you have your account. Your girl has her CPK account. That way you guys both get the free pizza separately. And then you just order like a little appetizer. All of a sudden you got a full meal right there for like 10 bucks, dude. It's the it's the magic sauce in LA. It's the CPK free little, don't get me wrong, they're like little pizzas that you get like in middle school for lunch. It's not like you're getting a fucking medium pizza. But <laughs> you still get full off of it and it's free because the Dodgers just keep winning nonstop. So you might as well take advantage of it. But it's only the day after they went at, at home. 
only the day after the CPK. Send us that check, baby. Damn, mine expired then. I couldn't do it. I didn't do it the next day. Um, so yeah, that those that's the bull prediction update. That is Saturday's entertainment. Um, moving along to Sunday, let's shoot it over to you, Chance. Um, you and Andres can get the conversation started with the the open at St. Andrews talk. Yes, as we as we discussed a little earlier, Pat, this is the oldest golf tournament in the world, one of the most prestigious, founded in 1860, back when uh, the U.S. wasn't at its brightest day. Um, this was the Open Championship over in Europe, in Scotland, in St. Andrews. And right now we have a purse of $14 million. Now, I know that pales in comparison with the oil money that, that these guys are getting from the Live Golf Tournament, but that still is a ton of money. Andres, I don't know who you have in this tournament. I know Tiger's back. He's played, uh, he's walked about 58 holes over there, trying to get himself ready for the grueling four-day task that is the British Open. Now, what's different about this tournament compared to most is this is very flat surface, so he doesn't have to deal with the, the terrain, the slopes, the hills and valleys of Augusta National or maybe even the U.S. Open. This is a very flat land, but it's still challenging because it's usually cold and windy out there undressed. Who do you have winning this tournament? Ugh. Look, Colin Morikawa, sorry, Colin Morikawa is the defending champ, the local boy from La Cañada, Flint Ridge area. Uh, I love seeing him play. I'm hoping that he repeats, although I don't know when the last time anybody repeated at St. Andrews because it's a very difficult course. doesn't matter that it's easy to walk. Um, I'd like to see Tiger be in the top 10. Uh, you know, my dark horse in all of this is going to be Will Zalatoris. Um, I think he's got the best play for me. Again, he's my dark horse, Sean. So he like, he's finished like he's finished like like in the top five six times this year. How is he a dark horse? But not, but not <laughs> at St. Andrews. He's finished it in the U.S. He's never really dealt, dealt with the cold and the rain and the wind in uh, St. Andrews in Scotland. The problem is, Sean. As much as he's been in the top five the last four or five competitions, the guy's a choke artist. He can't win the fucking big one. He can't close it out. So, yeah, that's why he's my dark horse, because the guy chokes, and maybe he doesn't choke. Maybe he gets that monkey off his back and can finish and cross the finish line. That's all I'm saying. I like the kid a lot. I like Will's Zellatoris. I like who he, how he plays, how he stays in front. His putting game is phenomenal. The only one that I think can do some damage and I think you you can contest or attest to this, is John Rom. I think he's the other guy that can definitely put tighten the screws on and claim that number one you know, player in the world again. He hasn't had the kind of tournaments that he would like the last couple days, or sorry, last couple rounds out there. Uh, and the other one that I like a lot, because I'm a fan favorite of him, but he's, he can't, can't break the top ten, is Tony Finau. And I like him a lot, but he just can't break it. I'm hoping that he does. Uh, I don't know, Chance, who do you got? Because you think that I'm, you know, taking chalking up the, the chalkboard with uh, Will Zellatoris up in front. Well, no, I just, I, I just, I have a, such a, a not safe for work nickname for, for Will Zellatoris. But, uh, not, uh, not Cheese Dick? It's not Cheese no, Dick? No, no, yeah, I, okay. I call him Will Clitoris because, <laughs> because he's just so. <laughs> what is it? Because of his face, is his nose? What is it? What makes it remind you of the clip? Is that what it is? It's just soft as a clip. All right. 
<laughs> Sorry for all the parents out there. We usually don't get to this crass. Um, but yeah, for me, honestly, I, I'm surprised you didn't drop this dude's name, Andres. I got to go with Rory McIlroy because he has been pumping all this smoke at the Live Tour, at their participants, at how they need to honor the PGA, how none of these guys are going to be in the position that they were in if we're not for the PGA, which he's right about. So I think as he's gotten more riled up about this whole Live Golf uh, you know, experiment. I think his play, even though he hasn't won it, he's playing a lot more feisty, and I think this is his to go out and win. I'm going out and saying that Rory McIlroy is going to win the Open Championship. Is that that is actually going to be my bold prediction? Is that bold uh, enough for you, gentlemen? That's very bold. Um, he has won the Open Championship, not at St Andrews, back when it was at Liverpool in 2014. Uh, he has been in the in three straight top fives. After winning, finishing, or excuse me, after winning, as well as he's finished the top ten in each of the three majors this season. So, not a bad bet to write on. My only, the only concern that I have with McElroy is that I don't think, with all this mumble jumble that he's spewing out outside of the course, I think it's a lot of head game, and I don't know if it's the right head game for him to be thinking about while at the Open at St Andrews. So, I will take that bull prediction, and I'll counter that bull prediction and say that Tony Finau will finish in the top five. I, I don't. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Boris? I wish I had the odds. I wish I had the odds in front of me to see if that's even, like, something. But I'll yeah, you, can, you, can, you can do top five and top ten finishes. Absolutely. No, I'm, no, I'm saying, like, the odds for oh, you to, to, to get there. Win. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll look it up. I'll look to be in the top five. But... But nonetheless, I'll give it to you, Andres. Nonetheless, because he's um, a guy I've never heard of. So I'll tell you right now. He's plus five thousand to win it all. So it's bold. No, but this fool said top five. I know, but there's a bunch of fools in front of him. Like, man, there ain't no pressure to finish top five. What are you talking in- about? You gotta, you gotta worry about making it the there's game. Pressure, there's pressure before you even get to the top five. No, there's pressure about? to win the tournament. But when the second half of Sunday comes around, the last nine holes, and you're in third place, you're just fucking cruising, hoping you don't fall. You're not trying to win it. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of pressure says, at that point. Says the man who's only masters uh, mini golf and not real golf. <laughs> Well, what do you guys think about Tiger Woods coming in at plus eight thousand to win it all? I mean, are, is that something yeah, we're over? Fuck that fool! I bet on him on the last fucking major. <laughs> and he barely made the cut, and then fucking fizzed out the last day. So fuck that! I'm never betting on Tiger again. <laughs> Damn right now, you gotta. No, you, you gotta you gotta wait out. You gotta wait it out. Yeah, he's got he's got to get like another couple years under his belt with this at, new at, at least one one year. The, the walking's yeah. killing him. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be nice though that he's walking at St Andrews because like Chance, like you said, <laughs> that's a lot of flat land, not a lot of hills, not a lot of dips, none of that. But yeah, that hip is no bueno in my eyes. John Daly plus two hundred thousand to one. No way. So it's you two hundred to one. No, if you put ten dollars on John Daly, you win twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, he's not gonna win it. I mean, he's won it before back in the nineties when he was in better shape and uh, you know fifty cartons of cigarettes behind. 
let alone the, the beers that he's drinking. So Yeah, that fool does not take that shit seriously at all. He's just drinking Diet Cokes, smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah, this, guy's a, this guy's a poor man's fucking happy Gilmore, which I love him. <laughs> he, he smokes cigs, drinks Cokes, and eats M&M's. That's literally yep. what he does during the round. And gambles his fucking winnings like, like there's nobody's business. Smells like trash when he comes off that fucking eighteen hole. Okay. Hey, speaking of which, can you please tell the listeners, Chance, you were at a golf tournament this past weekend, and you were kicking it with all the celebs. What was that like? How was that? Yeah, it was dope, man. It was dope at the at the American Century Championship up in Lake Tahoe, which is a celebrity pro am was won by three-time champion Tony Romo, who I got to see tee off on the seventh hole. Uh, it was him, Carson Palmer, and some other jabroni who I don't remember. But uh, the tournament itself was dope. Um, I recommend anyone go up there. Tickets are pretty reasonable. It's $40 per day per ticket for general admission. Um, it's great going up there, seeing all the celebs, seeing Steph Curry, seeing all the Currys, actually. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Pat McAfee, uh, Jerry Rice, Marcus Allen, Larry the Cable Guy, Mike the Miz, uh, a bunch of different, Mark Mulder, uh, a bunch of different guys up there who were playing. I got to chop it up with Jim McMahon and Patrick Mahomes. That was pretty cool. Wait, um, how is that? Did you, wear, did you wear a headband? Did you wear a headband when you were out? No, I didn't, I didn't wear no headband. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't wear a headband. What did you say to Patrick Mahomes? So nothing. I was just like, "What's up, bro?" Like he was walking. I was at the clubhouse when he was walking out, and I like I know this is going to sound like cap as a young young and say, but like I think because of how I was dressed, he thought I was playing in the tournament because I had on a golf shirt and I had, on, <laughs> I had my shit tucked in. So like he literally came up to me and he was just like, "What's up?" He was like, "What's up, my guy?" And I was like, "What's up, bro?" And I like dapped him up, and that was it. Like, like it was, you know, it was. I appreciated it because. Everybody around me was like, oh, like, how do you? I was like, I don't even know the dude. Is. <laughs> you mean? It's all brother. It's all light-skinned dude. He's like, I know that guy. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, man, that's how I met Mahomes. But, yeah, it was you didn't, ask, you didn't ask him for a TikTok or anything like that? Nah, man, he was on his way to an interview or something. Like, you because he had his handlers with him. And that's what I'm saying. I think he thought, like, I played in the tournament. Because, like, that was the only reason that, like, he would have stopped and, like, done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but, like, I recommend everyone go, like, honestly, like, kind of like that St. Louis Dodgers game uh, tomorrow that's only 2 bucks, or on Thursday that's only 2 bucks. Like, the ticket is pretty cheap. It's only 40 bucks for a general admission ticket. It's just getting up to Tahoe. And, and like, those hotels, the yeah. hotels, man, are ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. So go with your homies, get an Airbnb. Or sleep in your car. Fuck it, sleep in your car. Or if you- I mean, you don't gotta be there, <laughs> bro. If you gotta be sleeping in your car, you should not be taking that fucking trip, bro. Exactly. <laughs> hey, and, and real quick on that tournament, the bet to make was Charles Barkley finishing oh, yeah. finishing above seventy fifth, and you finished seventy four at five to one odds. So there's some money that could be made on this shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Damn, I didn't I didn't know that you saw Patrick Mahomes. Imagine if you would have had some weekend starts on Wednesday stickers, you just put it in his pocket when no, you right. put it in his pocket and then uh last but not least uh, my bull prediction is going to be taking place sunday night andres you guys tell me if this is bold enough for you lafc is in nashville taking on nashville soccer club and 
Nashville's seven in the West. LAFC is ranked third in the West. So my bold prediction is that LAFC wins by three goals or more Sunday night. Is that bold enough for you guys? I just told you the standings. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. That's a lot. All right. So if they win four to one, I hit. If they win three to nothing, I hit. Something like that. Okay. It's all understood. Andres um, Flores, quickly about LAFC. What are the updates going on with um, the black and gold? Well, uh, Chiellini might be playing finally. Uh, the great defense, the Italian defenseman for us, or sorry, for LAFC. Um, Austin. Just once they beat Houston today, three to one. So they're riding on that that coattails of getting that momentum going. Uh, LAFC. I don't know if Christian Bale is playing yet. Um, I know he sat out the other day when it was against the Galaxy. Uh, he was in attendance, but that'll be a big pickup again. It's finally the time for us that LA, a typical LA team, is buying their way to the championship no matter how hard it may be <laughs> or how pricey it might be. So Chiellini is in the backfield. Uh, the question is, is whether or not Christian, or sorry, uh, Gareth Bale is coming uh, on the pitch on Sunday. And my news on the game is that Gareth Bale speaks Spanish, and he refused to do that <laughs> in Madrid. But now that he's here in L.A. and he wants that money, he's out there speaking Spanish to all these Mexican-American fans in L.A. And <laughs> well, you, know, you know why, though? You know why he refused? Because he knows that that Spanish Spain isn't real Spanish. You know, they eat the, they eat the S's, no one understands them, all the shit's all the fucking ass backwards, and he siestas. The guy's a working-class man. He doesn't take naps, right? No Mexican does. We're always fucking working. So he's, <laughs> you know, appealing. He, just, he, hated, he hated the media there. That's why. He knows that they were there to criticize him. No media is going to criticize him here in the U.S. because nobody gives a shit. So Andres, he's, just, he's just freeing himself. Andres is just always looking for a cheap history plug that may or may not be true. So... <laughs> Jimmy's tied up right now. He can't even look it up. Yeah. So um, that actually concludes the weekend entertainment. Um, so the weekend starts on Wednesday. And uh, this weekend, it starts with uh, Oklahoma City Summer League Basketball. <laughs> and it ends with um, Sunday night, Nashville hosting LAFC Soccer. Uh, we have Scumbags of the Night coming up just after this. Pete Alonso, first of all, is like the fucking Vince Carter yeah, uh, hitting home sure. runs. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. The scumbag of the night is the individual responsible for ruining your sports happiness. They can cost you a bet, cost you a victory in fantasy sports, or they can make the headlines for all the wrong reasons and piss you off completely. And let's uh, start with you, Chance. Who is your scumbag of the night? Well, I'm just going to be short to the point, man. It's the NBA. And I'm a huge basketball fan. I love the NBA. I love the association. Um, but they are just trying too hard. Um, it's, it's not only the WM. It's not only the NBA, but it's the WNBA. Let me start with the ladies first. So they, they had the WNBA All-Star Game. It was a big success. Uh, Kelsey Plum won the, the, the MVP. But I don't know if you guys saw the trophy. It was the saddest trophy on the face of the earth. And Patrick, you know, you got to find it and post it on the IG page, man. Because that trophy, literally, I have got Little League trophies that are better than this trophy, bro. Like, and I understand that this is like the WNBA. It's not one of the 
premier sports leagues in America. But come on, bro. You got money. These ladies are making six figures. You know, they're making six-figure endorsement deals. They got Gatorade commercials. They play overseas for millions of dollars. You got to do something better than that. Like, I'm sorry, man. That's The trophy is a part of the market, right? <laughs> we all know what the, what the Stanley Cup looks like, what the Super Bowl trophy looks like, what the NBA trophy looks like, what the MLB pennant trophy looks like when you win the World Series. Like, trophies are a part of marketing. But they're not so much of a part of marketing where you need to fucking have them for the summer league. And that's why the NBA is my scumbag of the night. They just debuted the Summer League ring for the champion of the Summer League. It's fucking ridiculous. Part of the reason why they're doing it, fellas, is because they want to explore this in-season tournament. And all it does, in my opinion, is devalue the real championship, right? That's all it does. So NBA, get your mind right. Adam Silver, I like you, but you're too soft on these players. They're, They're pushing you over, man. Like, David Stern would never have any of this shit. He would go fucking tell him to kick rocks, grow some fucking balls with your fucking alien ball head, and fucking tell these players, no, we are have one championship, we're done with this fucking in-season fucking, you know, tournament speculation, and we're definitely not giving a ring, unless it's for Chris Paul for the Summer League. So, NBA, <laughs> you're my scum of the night. The w, you're talking about the WNBA All-Star MVP trophy. Yes. Have you seen it? It's I'm, terrible. I'm looking at it right now. It is. It's small as fuck. Bro, it looks like a teacup. Mm-hmm. It, it literally does. Like it could, it could fit in all of our hands. Like, like we can it hold it. Like, like that's what you give as your fucking trophy. WNBA. Come on. I mean, at least like a twenty thousand dollar car would be better than. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And like, just like make it look a little. Make it look like ooh, ah, like she really wants something. Like Kelsey Plum's like. What the fuck is this bullshit? Am I supposed to go have tea with the fucking at high noon with the queen with this shit? Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And then um, the summer league champions ring. I mean, do the undress? Would you even want that as a player? No, no, no. Well, first of all, first of all, all those players in the summer league aren't like NBA players. So why the fuck would they not want it, Andres? Like, that's the greatest moment of your life. You may not make an NBA J.J. Reddick said it the best. Right? I heard it last time I watched the game. He played in the summer league. He got his ass kicked, his teeth kicked in, and only strived him to make better, to be better, to get, you know, a fucking roster spot, all right? Sure, you want to give these kids, these new, this new generation fucking participation trophies and a summer league ring for, do, for what, playing eight, ten games max? Because they're making they're making money off of the summer league now. When ten five years ago, even were you guys seeing summer league games on ESPN or no, was they talked about like it is now? So because of that, because they're actually having it televised, they're realizing there's a market for it. They're like, you know what, we might as well just push it on those. So I can't hate on the NBA for that. Same thing as the playing tournament for the playoffs. It's just. I know that Sean's the same, Silver's fucking it up, but I think if Stern were here, he'd be like, bitch, shit, this is what you have to do to grow the company sometimes. When profits aren't there, you got to find a way to grow, and that might be the only way. I don't know. Give people more stuff to post about. I don't, yeah, I guess. I mean, we're talking about it, right? But it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think it, like, in some ways, delegitimizes, like, it, like, delegitimizes if that's even a word, the fucking regular fucking, the, the, the championship, not the championship, but it's just like, 
like, bro, like, why, like, to Flores's point, like, none of these dudes are going to be in the league. So, like, why even give them a, a, a trophy or a ring? Like, is the ring fucking real? Like, are y'all using real diamonds for this shit? Like, are they fucking cubic zirconias because they're not even <laughs> the NBA? Yeah, I, I wonder if they're worth the same as the NBA. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, come on, bro. This shit looks trash. I mean, it's just trash, man. But go ahead, man. They could put it in their office over at 3272. <laughs> the... <laughs> you know how I got this ring? I sold insurance on it. I sold up. <laughs> right. It's like you get a watch because you were the number one salesman for your company or some shit. So that's Chance's scumbags. Um, it, that's a good, that's a great warm up. That's great to start us off. Flores, you said yours is the NBA. Um, what exactly is, is it uh, about? No, not. So Jalen, so Jacoby pulled, he went on air saying this and it wasn't validated. Diving into it. 
Can I just say this real, too, real quick, too? Because I, I was thinking about this earlier, man. I'm just tired. Like, in no other sport, and I think it's because of the LeBron, MJ, you know, debate of, like, who's the greatest. But in no other sport, in no other team sport, do you see, like, players going at, like, the alleged greatest so much than you do in, 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 in the NBA and Michael Jordan? Like, you don't hear dudes in football saying, like, I'm better than than, than, uh, than Jim Brown or I'm better than Tom Brady or, you know what I'm saying? You don't hear baseball players talking about, I'm better than fucking Griffey Jr. I'm better than fucking whomever. Like, I'm, like, I'm tired of all these NBA players, like, going, like, bro, you all realize that you would not be in the position today that you're in if it were not for Michael Jordan on and off the court, especially off the court. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, I feel Flores on that because that shit, like, and I'm not even mad at Jock because you're supposed to think like that. It's just like, bro, show some respect, man. Like, the reason all of you dudes are getting $50 million annual contracts is because of Michael Jordan. Like, no cap. Mm-hmm. We all know that. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, too, because basketball, you can play one-on-one. So people oh, sure. people will be like, well, I would beat him. You know, you can't really say, like, oh, I'd beat Tom Brady because then, I mean, do you have Tom Brady's coach? Do you have his offensive line? Do you have his defense? Do you have his kicker kicking it in the last minute to win it? Um, you know, so <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But it's like, but it's like bro, <laughs> Allen Iverson couldn't even really do shit to Jordan. He maybe, maybe crossed him over one time, and that was it. And it's like, that's Allen Iverson. Dog, that that's still your senior. You are still a junior, a mini Allen Iverson. You have not gotten to that level. Not even he was cooking Jordan. This was the old Jordan. Can you imagine Jordan in, in, in his fifth, sixth year, 89, 90, 91 season? Come on, man. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're, you're using him for clout, and it just it doesn't, it doesn't sit right. Hey, hey, and by the way, John Morant, your fucking team went to 20 and 6 without you last year and 36 and 21 with you. So they had a 77% win percentage without you, 63% with you. And when you got injured in the playoffs, they went and beat Golden State by like 30 points when they had just lost with you. So to me, that's almost as crazy or as crazy as Chance changing his hat right now to his little red hat they switched. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to work out after this, man. It's my workout. Oh, that's why it's your Von Dutch hat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Senderos, by the way. It's not Van Dutch. And also, fuck John Moran for that bullshit. And it's not even his team anymore. It's Kenny Lofton Jr.'s team. So just yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, who, who is your scumbag, Andres? I'm very interested. My scumbag is the beautiful L.A. city politicians, officials, anybody that's involved with not cleaning up the streets of L.A. You laugh, Flores, you laugh, but look, nobody else lives or has the benefit of living in the beautiful, I don't know, even know, Whittier, Bellflower, I don't even know what city you're in, but I know you're not in the L.A. Downey, homie, Downey. Okay, Downey. in L.A.? Shut up, boy, you got fucking sheriffs and shit. L.A. don't have shit in downtown. I'm referring to the incident that occurred to Kim Glass, the Olympian, the volleyball player, the fact that she is a civil medalist in the Olympics uh, for playing volleyball, was tar- like hit with a metal pipe by a homeless man uh, or vagabond, whatever you want to call it, and busted her fucking face, fractured her eye, eye socket. I mean, if you've seen the video, her head is all busted. This shit's got to end with all the fucking homeless encampments, all the just figure it out, L.A. politicians, the fact that anybody, let alone an Olympian, 
And it's just in the middle of broad daylight on a Sunday at like two o'clock in the afternoon, having brunch with her girlfriends, just randomly attacked. This shit's got to end. I'm tired of it. I got a whole fucking encampment next door. I got rats. I got fucking roaches. I got fucking RV trailer park right outside. This shit's got to end. Alec politicians, you're ruining my happiness. The fact that an Olympian, and let alone all the other innocent people who've been getting fucking targeted, whether or not they're fucking athletes or not, uh, it's just it's just disgusting. This shit's got to end. So I'm tired of it. I'm over it. I'm just glad that, you know, it doesn't happen to just the regular folks, but it happened to, you know, an Olympian. Not to say that I'm glad that it happened to her, but now that this news is getting out and that this shit's got to end. So I'm just over it. So LA politicians, you can go fuck yourself. The streets need to be cleaned and figure out the situation that's just getting worse and worse by the day. Jeez, I'm dressed really fucking just went full pulverizer <laughs> over some girl getting hit. With some like, there's a lot more serious problems than a girl getting attacked by a homeless guy in LA. And, so, and, and there's more serious problems than John Moran saying that he's better than Michael Jordan. So, but that's why we talk fight. sports. That's, that's why we talk sports. Sport. This is not fucking sport. politics. She's an Olympian. She got fucking red. Go look at the video. Go look at her face and tell me that doesn't ruin your happiness to know that an Olympian silver medalist, uh, someone of her, you know, high caliber got fucking destroyed in the middle of the street after having brunch. You can, it can happen to anybody. It can happen to you. It can happen to me. I'm just saying that this sheds light a little bit more because it's a little bit more of a high-profile athlete and someone who actually served and played for the country of the USA. That's all i got to say. That's all i got to say. Well, does anybody know what's going on with the the strike, the Dodgers workers? Speaking of L.A., is, is that going to happen, or is it just a bluff? I thought, I thought you had the answer to that, Pac. You were trying to work. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> you, you were trying to be sad. I said, I said if it happens, I would work. Definitely. But, like, I don't know. I know I was you're asking. Work, you're working the outfield, though, right, Pat? Just, sell, like, selling peanuts in the outfield, trying to get a home run ball every time? Yeah, I'd be like, can you pass this? Can you, can you pass this down? Because I can't throw it anymore. <laughs> no, man. I mean, the the whole thing is, is, is sad to see. But, I mean, as we know, these – you know, these kinds of stories always make headlines right before they're going to be most effective. And I think they have everybody's attention. So I was just trying to ask everybody in our fantasy baseball chat, like, does anybody know like what it is? And uh, the consensus, the general consensus was that the Dodger employees want to get paid more. Right. Andres. Yeah. Yeah. But Pat, at the end of the day, money, money talks, right? So they don't give a flying fuck about these guys that are going to strike. You know why? Cause there's going to be scabs. It's like, Hey, Fuck it. You don't want to work. I want to work at Dodger Stadium. I've always wanted to work there. It'd be cool to work for the All-Star game. They're going to find people to replace them. That's how it always goes. So the strike means nothing as much as I, you know, I'm with them in spirit and shit. You get paid because I think, you know, you're you're not getting your due diligence and getting paid for what you should be. But there's always someone else waiting, just waiting. Phone get the mouth to replace somebody else. Right, Chance? Nah, you're right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's sad. They should settle, man. They should. I'm not mad at them, man. Because shit, half of people who work in working nine to five, working nine to fives, don't have the wages. So I can't imagine what somebody who's working at Dodger Stadium is, you know, getting for a part time gig. Yeah. No. Yeah. And especially, especially to to what Chance was talking about earlier with all these NBA contracts. 
Same thing with Major League Baseball. These contracts just keep getting fatter, 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 and fatter. All this money coming in from TV, from this, from that. And I wonder how much of it these workers are actually seeing. You know what I mean? So the trickle down needs to trickle a little more. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's exactly what's happening is that all the money's coming in. These guys are the backbone to all the events and they're getting, you know, they're getting hosed. They're getting the short end of the deal. So um, I hope I hope it works out. I hope the workers get a little bit of a raise. Um, I mean, I know that they got to they got to support their families and um, we'll see what happens. I hope it doesn't affect everybody too much. But that was the 154th episode of The Weekend Starts on Wednesday. We hope that everybody enjoyed it. Um, thank you for listening. Um, as always, we want to call our listeners our heroes, and you will never be our scumbags unless somebody becomes a famous athlete and turns into a scumbag. But as of now, all of our all of our listeners are our heroes. Thank you for listening. We're going to see you next week. If you're going to place any bets this weekend, good luck.